This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right. So coming up, we are going to be talking about veggie burgers. And I know like we say veggie burgers, but I feel like they've taken on a a, a different level now, you know, like there's the veggie burgers that we've been eating for the last 10 or 15 years or so. But now there's these new plant-based burgers, these ones that companies have clearly spent a lot of time and money investing in them. For instance, the Beyond Meat Burger. You've probably seen the TV commercials about this thing, right? A number of fast food chains use it, including uh, A&W, and it has been huge for them because their big selling point is they taste just like meat, close enough for people. And they go, well, it's plant-based, so it's better for you. Well, don't check the sodium levels on that thing. But still, yes, in some ways, definitely better for you. So have you tried one of these? Do you like them? Is this something that you would be willing to buy? Because it turns out uh, Beyond Meat is now definitely expanding. They are moving into grocery stores. They're, They're already available in some grocery stores, like my local grocery store sells the Beyond Meat burger. But they are going to be more, much more widely available right across the country in Canadian grocery stores starting in May. So you'll soon be able to find those same burgers at places like IGA and Loblaws and, you know, Save on Foods, Whole Foods, you name it. It's going. They're going to be all over the place. So we're going to be talking about that uh, with our next guest, actually. The thing is, it's changing retail, the grocery industry as well. When you're talking about meat products, meat sales versus this, this is really kind of changing what is happening in your grocery store. So that's why we are turning to Dr. Sylvain Charlebaugh, who is a professor in food distribution and policy at Dalhousie University. Dr. Charlebaugh, thanks for being back with us. My pleasure. This is such a fascinating topic because these burgers really have become so much more popular in the last couple of years, haven't they? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, so they're, they're, um, they were designed and, and they are manufactured just uh, a few miles down south of, of Vancouver. Uh, they are now sold in 27,000 restaurants around the world, including uh in uh, A&W's uh Vancouver based uh, A&W uh our Canadian chain is, has been has been selling the Beyond Burger for quite some time um actually sold uh went out of stock i think it was last yeah. summer very popular and uh, since then they got a lot of grocers thinking and uh when i saw the announcement yesterday i was very impressed to see like all grocers in unison decided to offer this new patty, this Beyond Meat uh, patty, uh, beginning of May, all at once. Uh, it's all coordinated, uh, and they have enough capacity to sell to all grocers at the same time. It's quite impressive. Yeah, it is. And Canada has, as we know, a, a pretty big beef industry, a big meat industry. So, But this, all these products seem to be American. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, if you ask me, I, I think Beyond Meat should have been Canadian. Uh, we, we we grow a lot of lentils and peas, and uh, and this is a a, a pea based, soya based sort of patty. We could have designed this uh, here, and of course, uh, we all know that Maple Leaf now is building this huge two hundred million dollar plant in Indiana uh, to actually manufacture plant based meat. Uh, and yeah, a lot of things, um, are happening around the world, but Canada, Canada has been 
somewhat idle. You do see uh, several startups all over the place, uh, small startups, looking at uh, plant-based proteins, but nothing like Beyond Meat. I mean, Beyond Meat started uh, a little over a decade ago, and they're looking at uh, going public. Uh, they're looking at a $1.2 billion release in a couple of weeks, so it's, it's quite impressive uh, to see uh, investors uh, both on Wall Street and Bay Street looking at plant-based dieting very seriously. Do you think this will change kind of what we see at our grocery stores? Uh, absolutely. I think it's already changing. Uh, if you actually walk into any grocery store, I haven't been to a, a grocery store in Vancouver of late, although I was there a couple of weeks ago. Um, you walk into a grocery store and you'll see plant-based like somewhere. But the trick with Beyond Meat is is where are you going to actually put that product? Are you going to put it in the at, at the meat counter where all the bloody stuff is? And because of course uh, vegans and vegetarians aren't necessarily keen in seeing blood or animal protein, so that's one thing. But if you ask uh, Beyond Meat, they're after flexitarians. They're after uh, omnivores that are looking at reducing the amount of of meat they consume every single day. So you may see some of these products at the meat counter, but I would say that probably most of these products may be displayed uh, close, not too far from the meat counter. I've actually see, seen some freezer. Uh, yeah, that's where mine is. It, it, at, the gro- at my grocery store, they keep the Beyond Meat burgers. Yeah. It's in the meat department, but it's in the frozen meat department. The frozen meat department, exactly. And so it's it's a bit it's a bit everywhere. What where? Where I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite puzzled with the pricing strategy. I've seen prices all over the place, uh, high price points, low price points. So at some point, I would say that plant-based dieting will have to fall somewhere. It, it can't uh, be overpriced or it'll scare people looking for uh, different types of products. Right. Uh, so it has to remain somewhat f- affordable because vegetable proteins are always more affordable than animal protein. Is this a concern then for the meat industry? Because Burger King said that 90% of the people who buy their plant-based meat are actually meat eaters who are looking for healthier options. So if you're in the meat industry, that would be a bit concerning. Oh, absolutely. And they are concerned, of course. Uh, they are dealing with a, with a uh, shrinking uh, con- consumer base. But they're also uh, dealing with a highly committed <laughs> consumer base as well. Canadians are, are still uh, somewhat attached to meat, uh, generally speaking. We actually did a study just a few months ago here at Dow looking at this issue, looking at meat attachment. Canadians are still attached to meat. It's just they're, they're a little bit more careful about their health. And, of course, uh, a, there's a growing number of consumers uh, concerned about animal welfare, environmental stewardship. And plant-based dieting has actually checked both these boxes. Right. And we may be going back to kind of what we were doing, you know, 40, 50 years ago, where meat was something you had on a special occasion. Exactly. So, it, it, I mean, when you look at pork or chicken, uh, these types of proteins aren't necessarily premium uh, sources, but beef certainly is. And uh, what what may happen, I would say, is that you may actually see uh, the hyper-segmentation of, of the protein uh, section. So you may see on the one side uh, plant-based proteins, and of course you got 
different kinds of vegetable proteins, uh, peas, soya, you have, uh, you also have um, uh, lentils. And, and so there are different varieties you right. can actually explore. On the animal side, of course, you have the regular trifecta, uh, chicken, pork, and beef, but you may actually see more and more uh, beef, uh, well, meat pieces like, uh, like bison, for example, uh, which is typically more expensive, but uh, people, if they want to treat themselves, well, they may be willing to pay for it. Right. It's interesting, though, because like these aren't necess- these products like the Impossible Burger, I think, is the other one, too. That one is actually designed to mimic meat. But that doesn't mean exactly. that vegetarians or vegans actually want them because they don't necessarily want something that mimics meat. Exactly. And, and if, if you look at the, the Beyond uh, Meat uh, burger, the patty, you, you can tell it's not the real thing, but it's close. I mean, from a taste perspective, uh, it's close. From a nutritional perspective, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of sodium, but it's, it's, it's healthier, generally speaking. But it doesn't behave the same way on the barbecue, or uh, it doesn't chew the same way either. It's, it doesn't provide the same gummy sort of chewy feeling right. you would have while chewing away on a good burger in the summertime. Uh, but they're working on it. But this IPO of $1.2 billion, they'll have the capacity to do more research and, and clearly replicate what we're accustomed to. No kidding. So you think when you talk a lot about grocery trends, then is this a big one we're going to be seeing? Well, it's been going on for a few years, and uh, the explanation point was that was was put on plant-based adding uh, with the new food guide in January. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to go away. It's it's a, it's a trend, uh, and that's why there's there's more and more investment, and grocers are are listening to their customer base. Interesting. Dr. Charlebois, thank you for your time. My pleasure. That is Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, Professor in Food Distribution and Policy at Dalhousie University.